Welcome to If Life Were Perfect. I'm Laura Meyer, and with me is Josh. Hey, guys. So today we are talking about the personal benefits of helping others. And I love the irony in that, right? Because usually when it's like helping others, we think, oh, like it's a huge sacrifice and we're doing something, you know, very notable for somebody else. But in reality, the more that we help in the world, we're really helping ourselves in our own lives. And that's what we're going to be focusing on in today's episode is how doing things for other people actually personally benefits you as well. And this is something that in our own lives that we really have personally benefited. And, you know, by giving to different causes and donating our time, our talent and our treasures, this has really shaped kind of where we're at right now in so many respects with our family, with our careers, with our finances. It really impacts all of those areas. And there is so much personal benefit. And then it's a, a double win because now you're also helping those around you and kind of, you know, those in the world. So both Josh and I have experienced people helping us and you probably feel the same way and have your own story. But the big one that comes to mind um, for me is, you know, Josh and I, we grew up in families that were always helping others. You know, we just saw that modeled um, as a way of life when we were growing up. And when I got out of law school, I not only graduated with an awesome JD, but I also graduated with a negative bank account balance. <laughs> And I had to move to this new city um, and I didn't have a job there yet and I didn't have a place to live. And I was kind of struggling just to get a tiny apartment so I could interview and I was trying to pass the bar and I realized very quickly I was totally going bust. So I met this couple who was very elderly and very sweet at church and uh, I think they had asked me where I was living and I think they read through the lines that I was figuring that out. And they mentioned to me that they had this little back house. It was their garage that was converted into a back house and that if I needed a place to stay while I was kind of uh, getting my start that I was welcome to it. And what I loved about this couple is they didn't have a ton. They were like a humble, modest, elderly couple. But with what they did have, they wanted to be generous. And long story short, I took them up on it. And because of that, I was able to live in that converted garage unit, find my first job, you know, study for the bar exam and get a job at a law firm and save enough to go then live on my own. So they didn't just help me with a place to live. For me, there was so much more than that because they helped me start my life. You know, I can never pay them back for doing that for me, even if I wrote them a check. But what I can do and what we've tried to do is to be conscious of the needs of others. Please don't move in with us, by the way. We have way too many people in our house. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> if that would be really helping you out. Yeah, but um, we have tried to be conscious of the needs of others and um, be part of this human family, if you will. We're all in this together. And I think that's something, you know, in, the, in your story that they mentioned to you. It's like, you know, if we can help the people around us, you do really help us. Society, but there really are so many personal benefits that we've found by just living this kind of lifestyle. So today we're going to walk you through a few ways that helping others will personally benefit you. And the first way is probably the one that you already know and everybody knows. Helping others feels good. 
Yeah, I, I mean, nobody likes to see anybody struggling or suffering or... Unless you, it's like an old boss or like an ex, uh, <laughs> ex-boyfriend or girlfriend. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, but in general, you know, we, we don't want to see people in those challenges. And so if there's a way that we can help them, you want to do it. Because when you see them kind of overcome those obstacles, you know, the joy on their face, the smile, the hug that you receive, I, there's no warmer feeling in the world. And, and it, so it really does just make you feel good when you help somebody else out. Yeah, I'm thinking of a company here in Orange County, the Lone Depot, where they had a coworker whose son had cerebral palsy. So the boy's dad who worked at this company, he was pretty quiet about it, but people knew that he had something going on. And I think one of the higher ups started to notice. And that company came together to support their coworker and what his family was going through. So what they did is they all pulled together financial resources to help benefit UCPOC, which was the local nonprofit that was helping this boy with his therapy. And it's something where they have come together every single year, multiple times a year to rally around this cause. It's now become kind of part of their company's culture to not just support the coworker, but now support the cause. And when I see something like that, like, yeah, it feels good because they don't need to sit and look at their coworker every day and feel down or bad for him. Instead, they could look and feel like they're part of the solution and part of his team. Oh, yeah. When you go to events, you know what table is theirs. They are <laughs> they're the, the lou- loudest and the best looking. <laughs> yeah. It's a good looking company. They are. And I don't know if giving back helps you look better, but <laughs> um, they certainly feel good. You know, it's just that excitement and that just gives yeah, you that they, energy. They literally, when they're all donating, they're cheering like they're winning the Super Bowl. And, and that is so cool to see. So the next benefit that we can get from helping others is gaining some perspective. Because in our lives, you know, there's often times where we're facing challenges and struggles. You know, we kind of feel like we're in it alone. And when you're able to go out and help others, you can see kind of the, the struggles and challenges that others are facing. And, and candidly, to really just make you feel grateful for the situation that you're in. Because you can see that, you know, while you have challenges, there's a lot of struggles out there. And there are, though, many things that you have that, you know, maybe others don't. I went to an event through my undergrad at Cal State Long Beach. And it was an event that was benefiting um, women who were basically returning to school. So they weren't able to finish their college education for various reasons. Some of them, it was financially. It was They had a child, um, military, um, those types of things where they weren't able to complete their education, but now they just wanted to come back and to have that degree. And Cal State Long Beach made that possible for them. And when I went there and I was hearing their stories, personally, I had gone in at the time wanting to take some more steps in my own business and in my own life and feeling like at a kind of a, not a crossroads, but you know, you kind of plateau and you're like, I need to break through to the next level. Well, listening to their stories gave me a lot of perspective of being thankful for what I did have because I thought, wow, I'm sure anybody here would love to have that problem of breaking through further in their business, right? Because that means I have a business. I have a degree. I have a lot of things that I should be grateful for. And sometimes we do get a little bit lost in what we want and we don't take time to really think about what we have. Now, I'm not saying that we should compare ourselves with cancer to feel better. It's not like that. But helping others and being aware of the struggles and needs of people around us 
does give us a perspective to have more gratitude for what we do have. Yeah. And I mean, that really ties into the next benefit of helping each other. You can get inspired. When you're out there helping somebody and you're seeing them with all of these challenges and these struggles that they're facing and they're able to overcome it, you know, it can really inspire you and motivate you in your own life. So when you're facing these challenges, you can look back and think about, well, this person, look at where they were coming from and look at where they were able to get to. I can do the same in my life. Josh and I, we're really involved with helping um, kids with disabilities. And there's different organizations um, that we help, you know, do that. But um, what I was thinking of was when I had had a surgery and was recovering this year, things didn't quite go as planned. So it was tough. It was a tough recovery. Yeah, it was tough on all of us. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure it was tough on Laura. Total husband (laughs) remark. Yeah, like you're starving in the desert here. But um, anyway, um, it was tough. And there was kind of a point in the recovery where I was supposed to be better and I wasn't. And I started to tell myself, like, I've got to get on with my life. I can't lay in bed all day and watch Chopped, right? Um, so I... Though that may have been your if life were perfect, <laughs> probably, just watching Chopped all yeah. day. So as I started the recovery, I thought, I'm just going to start walking again. And then what happened was when I went out on my walk, I thought, I'm just going to try running a little bit. And I started to run. And I thought, wow, I'm running, like I'm doing this. And I got to the end of my run, there's like this big hill. And like, normally I'm like, I don't even wanna go up this hill, but I have to, to get home. And as I started to run up the hill, I was gonna stop. And I thought about all those little kids who have disabilities that we see all the time. They're working so hard just to take their first step. And they're doing all these therapies and they're just, they're so cute and they try so hard. And I thought, If they can do that like every single day for years, just trying to move their body, I can run up this hill. And I did it. But, you know, that's kind of a small scale, obviously, but it does inspire you. When you see other people that you're helping overcome their challenges, it does inspire you in your own life to overcome yours. Yeah. And and another great benefit that you can get from helping others is the personal relationships that you can develop. Yeah, because so many times it's not just the personal relationship with the person that you're helping, but the other people who are also helping that person or that cause. Yeah. I mean, I remember when we first moved to Newport, I wasn't from here. I didn't have a lot of, you know, close friends by here just by the fact that I wasn't from here. And so when we got here, one of the first things I had done was I joined a local nonprofit called Lido C, whose sole mission was to give back to the community. They help different children's charities, veterans causes. And it well, is, and you helped shape it. Like yeah. you guys were part of the, like the founding startup for that. Yeah, we founded the group. And With that was like kind a of, coworker. Yeah. And that was the mission behind all of it. And I will tell you, over the last eight or nine years, I have developed some of the best friendships um, from being part of this group. And it's, you know... Not only just good friendship, but it's with the right people. It's people who have similar values to me, similar goals as me, and have really helped shape me and my life and my family's life um, because they're just good people. Um, and so, you know, I'm so grateful that I was able to join this group and help start this group because I, I, I not only got the benefit of helping everybody in my community, but personally, I have developed some of just the best friendships that I could have. Yeah, I think having that kind of common cause and having that charitable purpose in mind, it does help bond you with people in a really natural way. I'm just thinking, too, of like, you know, I remember we had a situation um, at our very first law firm where we were helping do some kind of charity act. I think we were building a house, right, for a family in need. 
And when we showed up there on a Saturday, you were there. Do you remember? Yep. I don't think we were dating yet. I don't know. Yeah, this yeah. was one of the. I think I probably did it because I wanted to. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> be, maybe. Hang out with you. Watch you paint a wall and say he's the one. Yeah, so that's the other personal <laughs> relationship. You might find your, there your you spouse. There you go. There you go. Um, but I just remember, like, you know, it was the office, right? That was there. And some people at the office you like more than others. But when we served kind of alongside each other that day, there was um, a partner that was there that I'd. I didn't I didn't know how much we cared for each other. I'll, I guess I'll put it that way. And we spent the whole day in a room painting together. And at the end of the day, I was like, I really like this person. Like, they're really cool. And I, I don't know we would have had that opportunity had we not done something that we could do together that was good and benefiting others in a, a way that we could bond. Yeah. I mean, you just see a whole different side of people when you're, you know, giving to a common cause and you're helping others that you just naturally feel good and it helps you feel good about everybody around you too. The next thing that is a great personal benefit of helping others is professional connections. I will tell you, I get no shortage of emails. People will say, oh, can you join this marketing group? Or can I come in and pitch, you know, my product to you, those types of things. And I'm never very interested in those things, um, just because the purpose is financial, right? Um, but I have found that for me, the very best business connections have come from those that I serve on charity boards with or are part of charitable causes. Yeah, I mean, the reality is that people want to work with who they know, like, and trust. And so what better way for people to know who you really are and to, you know, to trust you and to like you than to doing good for the others where you have this common cause again where you're just showing like, look, I'm in this to help my community. Um, you know, it really shows a great side of you and it naturally develops those bonds where you not only have those personal friendships, but then they're naturally going to go to you when they have a problem that they know you can help. Yeah. And I, you know, we don't engage, for example, in doing this charitable work for the purpose of receiving business. It's just a personal benefit that comes to you. Yeah. I mean, really, I mean, I think I'm all of the boards that we sit on, they actually have a no solicitation policy. Yeah. Same with my board. You can't go there and just, you know, pitch your product and stuff. That's not even on the table. You're not even supposed to bring it up. You're supposed to be there for the cause. But what happens is people are aware of where you work. They can see either your picture on the wall or whatever. And, you know, I'm just thinking of the board that I'm on at UCPOC, and we don't talk about our jobs at board meetings. Yet, when some of them have had problems where they do need legal or financial guidance, they've reached out to me first. So that's just a natural thing that happens when you are around other professional people and engaged in philanthropic causes is you will see that those are the people who will come to you first. And it's far more beneficial than any marketing group you can join. They truly know, like, and trust you. And so it's going to be the best referral and connection that you can get. The last personal benefit we're going to focus on for you is how philanthropic giving helps you with your taxes. Yeah, our tax code is just set up to encourage a lot of things. And one of them is to be philanthropic. To yeah, give There's to- a reason all the senators have foundations, right? And I'm not saying that's the only reason for doing it, but there's huge tax breaks that come when you donate your money. Yeah. I mean, this is something where we give full seminars to organizations and groups talking about how 
charity, you know, not only feels good, but it can help you financially. So there's more money in your favorite charity's pocket um, and not going to the federal government. You know, a colleague of ours, he usually jokes and stuff. He's like, you know what? You can either be a voluntary philanthropist or you can be an involuntary one, which means that, you know, you get to decide where your money goes through by donating to your favorite charity or you can let the federal government decide where that goes. There really is incentives from a tax and financial standpoint to be charitable. And it's not just with money because, um, you know, obviously through our business and personally, like we do receive tax benefits from the charitable giving that we do. But on like a smaller scale, this is kind of a funny um, story, but we were getting a custom door and I'm not going to say who took the measurements, (laughs) but we had this beautiful custom door arrive And it was in our garage waiting to be installed. And I was kind of looking at it, but it was sideways. And I thought, that looks like a big door. Um, But I'm not a math person. So I'm like, maybe I'm missing something. But I've always been good at Tetris. So I'm like, I kind of know how shapes fit. And so finally, I was looking at it and had been there for several days. And I got out a measuring tape and I measured it. And then I measured like our current door, front door. And I realized this door does not fit in that space. I was obviously trying to create a castle. <laughs> Our house isn't that big, though, so it was a little bit off. Yeah, I like I like that you were thinking big. That's good. Um, but anyway, so we couldn't return it because it was a custom door, and I was like, "You've got to be kidding!" Because it was, you know, it was expensive, and so it was sitting in the garage. And I thought we'd sell it maybe on like a Craigslist or online, and um, wasn't getting any bites. And I thought, what are we going to do? And so finally, I was going out in the garage, and I was so tired of looking at it. And I, I closed my eyes. I thought, what am I supposed to do with this door? And boom, what came into my mind was an organization that helps build homes for families who need that help. And I thought, I'll donate the door to them. And that's all I was thinking. I thought, you know, I, I'm out the money. At least I'll feel good if I can give this luxury door to someone who's, you know, having a home built for them. So we did that. And what was funny is that day someone contacted us to buy the door. So I had like a moral dilemma there, but I'm like, no, I already said this is where I feel like it should go. But once we donated it, the guy who runs our law firm said, we are able to use the donation to help offset some taxes, right? And so in reality, I got a big tax benefit, which I didn't even know, by donating the door to a great cause. Yeah. And so it's one of those things where, you know, even if you screw up and order the wrong door. <laughs> it was you, meant to be, right? You were just be. trying to help out a good cause because you're that's where your heart is. Exactly. So these are kind of the areas that we want you to just think about when you're wanting to donate or help others. And, you know, we know, guys, it's hard, right? All of us have a million things on our to-do list and it's hard. And, you know, you don't necessarily have to go out and join a board tomorrow for a charity. But I think we want to get in the mindset that we're at least doing something to help others and receiving those personal benefits in return. The other thing is when we look at the world out there, we know that there's a lot of need. And sometimes it's, you know, the needs are overwhelming because we feel like, okay, what difference can I even make? These needs are so big, there's no way I can ever help anybody kind of overcome all of the problems that are in the world. 
we want to help you change that mindset because even if it's not on a large scale, making a small difference in one person's life really is meaningful and impactful. To highlight that final point, you know, we had taken our son to Washington, D.C., and we were touring Arlington Cemetery. And at the time, there was an exhibit of women who were in the service. And one of the exhibits that um, we clicked on was a nurse who was serving in the military during the Vietnam War. And the story she told was that when she went to Vietnam, she saw so much horror in Vietnam that when she came back, she lost her faith in God and also lost her faith in humanity. And this obviously brought her a ton of dark feelings. And she said that one of the nurses who came to visit her a couple years later, that they had served alongside each other, came and she explained how dark she felt because of what she saw. And her nurse friend said, did it ever occur to you that maybe God and humanity was present when you were in Vietnam working through you? And that helped change her perspective and also her outlook on life. We can't change all of the needs around us like Josh is saying, but we can do something for somebody. And really, if we all do something for somebody, we will be doing everything for everybody. Yeah, I mean, I think that's Mother Teresa, right? Right there in a nutshell and saying, you know, it's like, you know, her ministry wouldn't even be necessary if we would just help those around us. So for this week's quick step, we want you to experience the personal benefits of helping others by identifying one thing that you can do to help somebody else. It could be using your time. It could be using your talents. It could be using your treasures. But Commit to doing at least one thing this week to help somebody else. And if you really want to go gangbusters, you should think about doing it every week and seeing how you will experience all of the great benefits that come when you give to somebody else. Once it becomes part of your way of life, all of these benefits become part of your way of life as well. Next up is our mailbag segment where we're going to answer your questions. If you have questions that you'd like us to answer, you can submit them at iflifewereperfect.com or you can follow us on Instagram at meetthemeyers. So today's first question is from Joe. He writes, Hi, Josh and Laura. I recently got into law school, but I am not getting as much financial aid and the thought of racking up so many loans is freaking me out. Additionally, I have some credit card debt and car payment. I know that the loans will never change, but I'm thinking of deferring for a year so that I can at least pay off my credit card debt in my car. Should I defer? Joe, you know, what a great question. You know, your head is really in the right spot. And, you know, first off, you know, congrats on getting into law school. That's exciting. You know, that's awesome. And so, but, I, you know, you really are thinking about the right things. You know, anytime you're going to be making some major decision, you know, finances do need to come into play. So you need to think about what loans am I taking on? What are my current obligations and what will I be bringing in? And so really what this is coming to is you really need to start with a budget. If you go back to our, our budgeting episode, that's going to really give you some guidance on kind of where to start. Because once you really kind of understand the numbers, that's going to give you a better idea of should I defer? Should I try to work while I'm in school? Or just look at kind of the different options to see how can you best meet your goals based on your budgetary needs. Yeah. And I was just going to add, if we asked Joe, he'd probably say if life were perfect, I'd be able to start in, you know, the, this year and not have debt. So 
like Josh said, look at the numbers. What could you slash and burn out of your budget? What extra things could you do between now and then? You know, how much could you work your first year of law school? Those types of things. And then it's really just figuring out the difference, right, between if you started now or started later. That will answer that based on the numbers. Yeah, and I mean, the reality is, too, by starting a budget now, you're going to put yourself in such a great financial position going forward, whether you start now or later for the rest of your life, you're going to be in control of your numbers and your finances, and you're going to have great opportunities. Our next question is from 40-something. That's what this person's name is. Interesting name. (laughs) This person writes, I'd love an episode dedicated to the midlife crisis. Really, it's a midlife awakening for me at least. Oh, I love that. I just realized there are things I haven't done but want to do live abroad, own a Porsche, start a business. I want to learn languages, learn how to fly a plane, get scuba certified, and all this while holding down a job, not leaving my wife and family, and not making drastic decisions about my current employment. I understand that some things are pivots and not big jumps. I also realize that not everything on the bucket list has to be done at one time. Really, this is an if life were perfect moment where you reflect on where you've been and where you want to be. Additionally, some of these things may be a shock to your spouse. So how do you work that out? Hey, I'm looking at 20-year-old Porsches, not 20-year-olds. <laughs> That's funny. I love that. Well, good. Then his wife shouldn't be too mad. And a good list, too. I mean, I like all those things. I mean, those are fun things to, to want to be able to accomplish in your life. You know, I can identify with this. I feel like I could have written it myself, other than I'm not looking at 20-year-olds, but I turned 40 recently. So really, this question was helpful for me. So thank you for submitting it, because it helped me wrestle with some of my similar feelings when I had to answer this question. Um, but I think the starting point always is to go back and physically write out your if life were perfect list. Don't limit it. And I could see like this person, you are not limiting yourself. I mean, flying a plane and moving to foreign countries. I mean, that is like awesome and ambitious, right? If your life were perfect at this point in your life, because you mentioned, you know, that it doesn't have to be done at once. But what maybe in the next couple years, if your life were perfect, what would happen? What would change? Yeah. And I think, too, you know, all of these things on the list, like those are some of those are pivots. Some of them are drastic changes. When you're thinking about them, think about why you want to make those changes, because those are kind of end results that are getting you somewhere. But there's a reason that you want to go there. So why do you want to live abroad? Why do you want to learn another language? What is that feeling that you're trying to reach? Because it may be that that is the only way or there may be something else that you can do that, you know, would fit into some of the other goals of making sure you're also sticking with your family, sticking with your wife and making the money that you want to. There's this movie. It's an older one, The Family Man with Nicolas Cage, go back and watch it because that's the person who has kind of all of those things. But then he wakes up with the wife and kids and realizes like what, you know, made him happiest was his family life. The way I see it is it does not have to be one or the other. You know, you guys got married because obviously you love each other. You have your family and you have a lot of life ahead of you together. And so Really, for you and your spouse, you should both write out your if life were perfect list, then share it with each other, 
see where the commonalities are, and then see where you can meet each other. And personally, like as long as it's great for both of you and your kids, um, and it doesn't, you know, these things don't take you off track from like your career development or finances or family goals. And as long as they're, you know, everything in there seems like it would align with your personal values and morals. I didn't see anything. You said you weren't looking at 20 year olds. Go for it. At least go for some of it. I don't think that, you know, the if life or perfect list only has to be practical. It's true. You only live once. And so find out how you can identify the goals, understand what you think it will bring, get on the same page with your spouse and do some of it. And don't forget to pick us up in your Porsche when you get it. All right. So that wraps it up for season one. You know, thank you so much for spending the time with us. You know, I know Laura and I, we've had a lot of fun doing this. This has been great. And so we really hope that this has great benefit for you in your life. And thank you also to our producers, Rob and Fanny. I hope you guys get to meet them sometime because they're awesome. I always say they're like my Instagram filter. If um, I'm in a swimsuit, they just make us look better. And so thank you for all that you guys did to help make this show great. And then thank you guys so much for just sharing um, the show with your friends for all the, the encouragement that you guys gave us and the sweet comments. We really appreciate it. If you can, it would be amazing if you could subscribe, rate, and review the show on Apple Podcasts. And then please share it with your friends or anyone you think would benefit. The way the podcast does best is the way that we all grow it together. So if there's anyone you think should be listening, let them know. If there's anything you want us to cover, let us know. Um, our door is always open to you. You can email us anytime at Meyer at ifliferperfect.com and stay connected with us on Instagram at Meet the Myers. Yeah, you know, we love hearing from you guys. We want to continue to stay connected. So please reach out and we really look forward to hearing from you soon. Thanks again, you guys, for everything. 